Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Across the Pond Sports Podcast. Um, It's our week six review. Um, looking forward to this one. I did have last week off. Apologies about that. Had to to get a tooth out. Trying to talk after getting a tooth out isn't much fun. Um, that and the pain meds um, <laughs> made me pretty much ineligible to play. Um, so uh, we've got a great show lined up. Katie is back uh, with a review as well. So uh, we'll be talking to Katie really soon. Um, if you want to get us um, on the podcast. Um, in contact that is uh, get us on Twitter at ATP Sports Pod and on Facebook and Instagram uh, just type in uh, Across the Pond Sports Pod that'll take you straight to us um, we've got a great group there so if you do want to join the Facebook group please do so and, and follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter um, this show is brought to you by Fanatics as always if you need your fan gear um, get onto Fanatics we've got links everywhere um, to take you to the website and uh, it does help the show as well. So I uh, appreciate people that are um, clicking on that link. Um, other than that, um, we have a great show lined up. Um, a lot to talk about. A lot, some, a lot of news coming out um, over the last couple of hours from Miami, from Dallas. Uh, so we'll go through all of that and uh, go through all the week's games. Uh, just a, a last um, point from myself. If you like the show, please do share the show uh, with your friends. Let them know it's here. Um, give us a rate and a review. Um, on Apple um, really does help the podcast hopefully gets other people interested as well um, and we're trying something else with the sound this week um, so um, people have said that I sound a bit quieter than um, Katie on occasion um, so um, I'm very much trying something else um, that will boost my volume um, sometimes a Scottish voice can be a bit uh, a bit droll um, to say the least so uh, I'll try and make that as exciting as I can um, as long as I don't sound as bad as Andy Murray I'm, I'm quite happy um, so uh, we'll get on with the show Okay so we are back or I should say I'm back uh, for Across the Pond Sports Podcast uh, we've got Katie back uh, for the week 6 um, review it was a uh, a good week of football, 
um, this week in the NFL. Some really, really good games. Um, I did watch most of them on pain meds, to be fair. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure Katie will be able to tell me if there were actually any good games or not. Um, okay, we're, we've seen a lot of good football, um, especially and we're going to talk about the Miami game a little bit later on. Um, but Fitzpatrick's been dropped. Um, that was crazy to me. <laughs> I'm a little shocked. I mean, the guy took two snaps, um, the guy that's taken over, whose name I cannot pronounce for the life of me. Um, (laughs) Tua Tuglovaiowa. I'm going to go with that. Um, It's just as easier to say Tua. (laughs) Tua. Um, But Fitzpatrick had, as as much as we take the mech week in, week out, which Fitzpatrick's going to turn up? Is it Fitzmagic? Is it Fitzpatrick? We've taken the Mickey out in a couple of weeks now, but at the same time, he's been winning games. Yeah, I am so confused by this because they decided to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I'm assuming just to, to get some wins, and that's exactly what they got. So, I mean, I don't understand why they just don't let Tua continue to sit and learn because <laughs> now if they start losing – it's kind of like, well, why did you try and win games at the beginning? If you're going to lose, just go for a better draft pick. I, I am floored about it. Um, it was, I know, I'm, I know that he feels like it was his team. And uh, I'm sure he never expected when Tua went in at the end of the Jets game uh, and threw two passes that that would be, now he's going to be the starter, that he lost his job over that. But sure enough, that's that's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, two passes and, oh, by the way, your job's just been taken. Uh, <laughs> it's it a really strange one. And um, Fitzpatrick has talked this week about, or today, um, about kind of being really hurt. Um, he's, he's really taken it quite personally. He thought he'd been doing a good job. To be fair, I think most of the league thought he was doing a good job. He's won some decent games, uh, especially at the weekend. I mean, the weekend was an awesome win for the for the Dolphins so it was a bit of a surprise uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys and their woes a bit later on when we talk about their game uh, but they're they're having some issues uh, between coaches and players but we'll get onto that in a second um, there was no Thursday game because of COVID so we move straight into Sunday uh, we, we have the Bears and the Panthers um, there was a lot of scoring in all fairness um, I, I think we both thought that Thursday night games are, are Sunday night games are, are usually a lot better. Um, this one, it, it, it kind of went back and forth in the first half. And then I think the Bears kind of took over and the Panthers tried to bring it back. But there just wasn't enough kind of yards in the end. It, it was really a tough one. And I think having, um, what's his, I've totally forgot his name now. Um, I think the thought of having McCaffrey back um, oh, and yeah. then, and then he didn't seem to turn up anywhere because before the game they were talking about him being back, and then he didn't he didn't play. No, and I think that you know Mike Davis, you know he just completely uh, got got shut down. Uh, the Bears, I guess they're for real. <laughs> I didn't expect them to be five and one, and no. I really like. I'm looking. My dad has a number of Bears players on his team. And I think that two, he has two of their wide receivers and they're like, not even in the top 25, but they're the number one and, you know, Allen Robinson. And I'm just surprised that they're, they're winning all these games because I really don't feel like anyone on that team is like, Oh, it's a top, you know, five wide receiver. So anytime that he's involved, you're going to win the game. I mean, like they're just 
collectively winning as a team and doing what it takes to win every week. Um, the, Teddy Bridgewater got shut down. Nick Foles had a good game and they're five and one. It, like I said, I, I never expected the Bears to be one of the top teams in the, the league right now. No, they're, they're doing really well. Uh, we did, or I certainly did take the mic out of them at the beginning of the season. Um, I, I'll quite ha- happily eat humble pie. Now, I think they've been pretty good. Um, Nick Foles has come in. He's done a pretty good job. Um, so now I, I think all, all credit to the Bears. They, they did particularly well. Um, so they won at 23-16. Um, you, had, you had the Panthers to win this one. Um, so you lost because I won, because I took, I took the Bears. Um, you, you did win week five after all. Um, so I, I think it's only fair that I should start week six with a win. Um, the, what's the next game that you've got for us? Uh, the next game that I have up is the Bengals and the Colts. And I I didn't think that the Colts were going to win this game because the Bengals just came out on fire and – you know, they, they scored, they made, they, they came back in, in the second quarter, but uh, it's ended up being kind of a boring second half for the most part, but it was, it was a, a good game. Um, you know, Joe Burrow is, I think he's doing a, a lot of the right things to win and it they're, they're, they have a rookie quarter, court, rookie quarterback, Joe Mixon got hurt. Uh, AJ Green is not playing like we've come to expect from AJ Green, but T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are stepping right up. And um, I think that the Bengals are on the right track, but uh, this is what we were expecting more out of the the Colts uh, this year, I think with bringing in Phillip Rivers. And I just don't understand why Phillip Rivers isn't getting the ball to, to T Y Hilton more. It, that's, that's a shocking uh, stat for me that they, I think that, T.Y. Hilton has only got like 60 yards in every game, which is yeah. terrible for him. Well, I, I picked but, up T.Y. Hilton in my fantasy team. He was on the waivers, and I was like, why is he on the waivers? And I picked <laughs> him up, and I quickly found out why he was on the waivers. Because <laughs> he's yeah. just well, he's projecting like 12 to 14 points each week. And each week he's getting five points at, at the most. Um, so that was a bad pick by me. Um, yeah. I watched this on Red Zone. I actually wish the first half of this game had been, I, I got to see the, the, the full thing. Um, because when they went on Red Zone in the first half, the game looked amazing. It looked really good. Burroughs looked spectacular uh, in the first half. But it came down to that running game. A couple of weeks ago, Mixon just went to town. Um, but since then, last week and this week, he's really, really struggled to run the ball. Um, and it's, it's been tough for him. But T. Higgins, he had a major game. A.J. Green as well. Boyd. You know, the, Burroughs has got some weapons that he can really throw to. Um, he only threw one interception, which is, is pretty decent uh, for him. Didn't throw any touchdowns. Uh, Philip Rivers, he, he threw an interception. He's a, a seasoned vet. So um, we all have mistakes I really was watching this down to the wire on red zone and I was really hoping that the Bengals would, would pull it out um, but fair play to the, the Colts they they controlled that second half so well they controlled both sides of the field so they did particularly well um, so finished 31 27 uh, to the Colts um, Kay, you had the Colts to win uh, by three uh, they won by four 
Um, I had the Bengals to win, obviously. Uh, so <laughs> it didn't work out so well for me. Um, <laughs> well, I think that you, I think that this is the thing with your picks. I know that you, you're really high on Joe Burrow because you see his potential. Yeah. But that is the thing is that, and that's, it's, so it's hard not to pick the Bengals to win every week because it's, man, Joe Burrow is playing so good for a rookie, but there are still a lot of holes around him. And until they get some of those holes filled, I think that they're one, two, one or two seasons out from being, you know, one of those top teams that, that is going to be winning on a consistent basis. I think they're, they're putting themselves in these close games, which is what you, all that you can ask from a rookie quarterback is just, just keep us close. But um, they're, they're on their way up. They just have some, some gaping holes in there. Oh, definitely. They they don't particularly well. Um, And the next game I've got is the Lions um, in Jacksonville. Um, This one was... This this was a running game for the the Lions. Uh, They ran the ball really well. Uh, The Jaguars had no answers whatsoever. You had Swift running for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Peterson running for 40 yards and a touchdown. Um, even Matthew Stafford ran the ball a couple of times. Um, it was just a really good game in terms of how Matthew Stafford was controlling that offense. Um, Galladay, 105 yards from four receptions. It's pretty decent. Um, so they, they, the Lions were pretty good in this game. Gardner Minshew, again, I think he goes through this, and, and you mentioned it um, in the, the preview, Gardner Minshew disappears, um, and normally it's the fourth quarter. Um, but this game, he, he had a terrible throwing day. Um, he threw for one interception, but he was forty-four. Uh, sorry, twenty-five catches off of forty-four um, throws, and just didn't look good. There was zero running game uh, from Jets. Yeah, that—that's what I was going to say. Is that it, there was zero running game from James Robinson, or and on the other side of the ball, Detroit. DeAndre Swift had his coming out party. I mean, he, he looked awesome. 116 yards for two touchdowns. So, I mean, that's where the total imbalance of the game happened was in the the running game. Because I mean, if you look at the stat lines, yeah, Gardner Gardner Minshew didn't really show up for that fourth quarter. Like, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars need him to, but I mean, he had 243 yards. Stafford had 223 yards. He finally got that his first passing touchdown yeah. against the Jaguars. Um, but I mean, there was, you know, kind of a similar subpar quarterback game um, for both, for both teams, but the, the difference happened on the ground. And that's, that's why the Lions won. Uh, if Swift is, I think he totally probably took Adrian Peterson's job away. If, if anything is going to, if they are still in a timeshare, it'll be, 60, 40, and then 70, 30, and then 80, 20, um, because he, he had the game that he needed to have uh, for, for the, for the lions. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he, he did really well. And I think you're right. I think Pearson's obviously a different time in his career. So um, it's probably right that he's there and it probably helps him as well. Swift have someone with that kind of experience um, there in the team as well uh, to learn from. Um, the next game we have is the Falcons uh, at the Vikings. Um, this this was not a game I was looking forward to. I thought it was a really boring drum game. Um, and yet Matt Ryan suddenly showed up through four touchdowns. Todd Gurley 
sort of showed up. Uh, <laughs> he got 47 yards. Um, but it, it was just a consistent game for the Falcons. They scored 10 points in every quarter. Um, I, uh, so I, I was floored, yeah. <laughs> it really... It, it's hard to think because Minnesota didn't start scoring until the second half. And it was really difficult to see in that second half how they were going to come back. And then, so they go score seven, but then the Falcons are like, well, you've scored seven, so we're going to go score 10 more. Um, and it really just seemed like that the Falcons had got a bit, a bit between their teeth and thought, no, we're, we're getting our first win this week. Yeah, it was... Oh yeah, it, it definitely was not what I was expecting. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting that. that I, so I'm in a winner's pool and you have to pick one AFC team to win and one NFC team to win every week. And it sounds very, very easy. All you gotta do is pick one team to win and you can pick them as many times as you want. And I was like, oh, hands down, this is the easiest one. I'm going to pick the Vikings because the Vikings are really good this year. No, they're not. <laughs> that it shocked me that uh, the Vikings came out and played so bad. Um, I, it's like you said, maybe it's that American sports thing. Uh, we just get really excited over here in America for a new coach and want to prove prove that we can win for that that new coach. But they, uh, the Falcons, came out and just clobbered the Vikings. Um, it, it was an absolute, as we would say, a tanking. Um, for, from from the Falcons, they they just went to town. Um, Cousins threw three interceptions. I mean, if you throw three interceptions, you you give yourself an uphill struggle at the best of times. So that's never going to be good. So uh, yeah, a forty to twenty three win for the Falcons is pretty decent. Now, um, I, I did mean to mention that you won the the Detroit game, um, so you win that one. However, neither of us win this one. Um, <laughs> Because we both took the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the, the next game that you've got? Uh, up next, I have the Washington footballers and the New York Giants. And by the way, it seems that the Washington football team have chosen a name for next season. Oh, have they? Yes. Do tell. They, they're going to be the Washington footballers again. <laughs> see i heard this yes. about three weeks ago that the owner had yes. said oh yeah we found our new team our, our new name yeah they're going to be the washington footballers for at least one more season um but <laughs> yeah it's i think that i don't know the whole side note on that i think that there's they probably should allow the fans and like season ticket holders to maybe do like a vote or some sort of poll there was some really good ideas that came out when they first said that they were going to move away from the redskins name um, but now I kind of like the footballers. It's been fun to say the Washington footballers all season. Anyways, back to the game. The, the <laughs> logo that they have, though, it, it just looks too big. Like because whenever you see graphics on like on TV or whatever, they're using the whole Washington football team logo, and it looks so tiny, teeny, small compared to say the Cowboys big star so yeah they maybe need to do something with like getting a shortened version or something yeah it looks to me it looked like like a college football logo or a college football team um kind of logo whatever but yeah it's uh I don't know anyways back to the game 
Um, oh, there was a, a game? Ga- yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was close. I mean, that's really like the best part, best thing that you can say about this game. Uh, I mean, I think that right now the NFC East is not looking good. and probably are going to have an NFC East team in the playoffs that only have like maybe four or five wins, which is insane to me. Um, but all of them are looking pretty lousy right now. Um, and the Giants won their first game of the year. So that's, that's exciting. Um, and uh, Washington football team has one win. I, it, I don't know. I just don't really feel like there's anything that exciting to say about the NFC East right now. And I'm, I'm, I know that your Cowboys are included in that, but <laughs> it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> Let me ask you, they obviously dropped Haskins a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I actually feel Haskins probably would have won this game. I think that there's just a big disconnect between head coach and quarterback. And that's the real reason why he was benched. I don't know if he, they must just not get along and um, it's It's going around. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's too bad too, because they have, uh, you know, they have Chase Young, who's a great defender, defenseman player, but they're just, they're a young team and they need to grow kind of like what the Cleveland Browns, well, which we don't get into later, but what they had been doing up until this week. Um, And when you're a young football team, like a lot of these teams in the NFC East are, we just need to try and focus on certain aspects uh, to grow as a team. And um, if you want to draft a quarterback, you know, in the first round or or high in the draft, like what Washington did is I think you you kind of got to stand by him. for at least a little bit longer than four games. Um, but that, that there just must be some locker room problems between. Yeah, there's um, definitely something going on behind the scenes. I mean, as yeah. for the game, Daniel Jones threw for 112 yards. I mean, that's just, he threw it 19 times. I mean, you, that's not the kind of yardage it's going to win games. Um, on a weekly basis. Um, their running game was non-existent as well. Daniel Jones was their base rusher, um, 74 yards, which just bemuses me. Anyway, it's we'll it's crazy, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, is like, I don't think of Daniel Jones as like a mobile quarterback, like no. you know, Lamar Jackson or, you know, even Russell Wilson, he used to run a little bit more than he has uh, lately, but it's, <laughs> it. There, there's serious problems um, with their their running game, and they got to get that figured out. Uh, they they had no backup plan for Barkley going down, which is too bad. No, they didn't. Um, you do win this game, however, because um, I took Washington, you took the Giants of New York. Um, so well done by you. Uh, <laughs> the next game that I have uh, in front of me is the Ravens and the Eagles. Um, now, all I can say about this game is. What happened in the second half? Because it looked very much like the Ravens were just cruising and then all of a sudden the Eagles started to play football. Um, and the Ravens were like, oh, hang on, you're actually turned up to play football? <laughs> we didn't think we were playing football today. Um, I mean, they scored, uh, the Ravens scored 14 in the first, um, three in the second to Philadelphia's zero in the full of the first half. Um and then Philadelphia in the second half in the fourth quarter scored 22 points. Um, it was, 
I mean, by the end of the first half, I was like, well, there's no point in paying attention in that game because that game's over. And then when they went back on red zone, they'd scored six. I was like, oh, well, they've got a, they've got a couple of points on the board. Um, and then it went to the fourth quarter and red zone was never away because they were what so focused on the Eagles uh, doing well. Um, Lamar Jackson didn't have a great game. He, he threw 27 times, hit 16, um, whereas on the opposite side of the ball, still not having a great game, although he scored two passing touchdowns. It was Carson Wentz, uh, 40 attempts and hit 21. But it was the running game for the Eagles that finally showed up. Miles Sanders, 118 yards. He was averaging 13 yards uh, per carry. That's what really started to get them into this game uh, in that second half. So really, really close game. It was 30 to 28 for the Ravens. And you've got to think the Ravens got a bit of a shock there. Well, and that's the thing is we were talking about how, uh, you know, these, these quarterbacks need to have start having better games and Lamar Jackson is not, he's running the ball. Great. I mean, 108 rushes out of your quarter, 108 yards out of your quarterback is insane, but you got to be able to throw the ball too. And this was something that I was going to talk about when I brought up the Broncos Patriots game, but it seems to work in this case too, where if you have a quarterback that can run the ball, that, that takes your team to another level, but the quarterback still has to be able to throw the ball and they still have to be able to get the receivers, the ball, because it's, then you just turn into a one-dimensional team. I, I, they're lucky. The Ravens are lucky that they ended up winning this game because Lamar Jackson needs to play better than this. And Wentz finally decided he came to play. Maybe he saw Jalen Hurts come in and was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be, I'm losing my job, <laughs> you know, to the, to the quarterback they drafted. But it's, it's definitely something where the quarterback's play has got to be better out of Lamar Jackson. They're, they, you know, they do have a five and one record, but if they want to be in the playoffs and beat teams like the uh, Chiefs, uh, they're, they're not going to be able to do that unless they start getting some offensive, you know, passing going. Yeah, I think, um, I think, like I say, the Ravens thought second half, let's just go in cruise control. They went in cruise control and it, it almost bit them uh, on the rear end. So, yeah, I agree. They were very lucky, as were you. Um, so you take this game. Uh, you thought it would be a 10-point win. I thought it was going to be 18. So uh, <laughs> you can take that one. Um, the <laughs> next game that I have is the uh, Browns and Steelers. Now, this yep. was a game that I did not seeing be this bigger margin. Every week, I think, whoever the Steelers are playing, this is going to be the week that the Steelers either just win it or they lose their first game. This week, they just turned up and trounced what we've been saying is an up-and-coming team, and they took them to school and probably held them back for detention because they just the Browns had no answers and it got so bad that although on red zone, uh, Scott Hansen was saying that they benched Baker Mayfield and then he quickly backtracked and said, Oh, well he maybe didn't get benched. He's maybe, you know, he's maybe got a knock or something that we don't know about. No, he got benched. <laughs> yeah. They're saying, you know, with Baker that he has some sort of rib injury, but yeah, he, he did 
he did not play well um, at all. And it's showing now with Kareem Hunt only, you know, rushing, he only rushed for 40 yards on 13 attempts that they're missing having that two headed monster with Nick Chubb, like the, the having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt makes a difference as opposed to just having Kareem Hunt. So it's, this is a tough game for the Browns. Um, I, you know, Odell Beckham only had two reception yards on four targets and, uh, on the other side of the ball, though, too, it was surprising to me is how much of a non-factor Juju Smith-Schuster is becoming. You know, he only had four targets for two yards, too. Um, it's definitely turning into the, uh, or I'm sorry, six yards for Juju Smith-Schuster. But it's it's turning into the Claypool show there in in, in Pittsburgh. And it I, I thought that the Browns were better than this. I, I really did. I thought that they we're going to be um, one of those teams that were going to be in the playoff hunt. And maybe they still are. Maybe this was just a, a bad week for them. Maybe Mayfield was hungover or something, but it was not a good showing from him. And um, it's, if they want to beat teams like the, the Steelers uh, and, and some of those better AFC teams that they have to show up better than they did. I mean, Ben Wolfelsberger only threw for 162 yards. And yet they win by 38 to 7. Um, so the running game, James Conner was on fire. Um, 101 yards from him, a touchdown. Benny Snell running a touchdown. Claypool running a touchdown. So um, it was a, a really strong game from Washington, uh, from Pittsburgh. And, and they kind of they, they showed up. Um, and like you say, the, the Browns just were nowhere to be seen. Uh, we both take the Browns to win in this game. Um, because we thought this was probably going to be the one that the Steelers would uh, would lose. And what's the next game that you've got? I have the Titans and the Texans. And, man, I just think the Texans are, are might, might as well just throw in the, the towel for, for this year. Um, they're, you know, one in five, which is just so shocking to me um, that they're – not doing better than, than, than they are, but uh, the, the Titans are a good team. And I think that sometimes we kind of forget about how, how good they are. I don't know if it's just because they're in a smaller market, but I mean, Derek Henry, are you kidding me? I, it, it's ridiculous. 212 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's, he's unstoppable right now. And I think that as long as you have him on, on the field, uh, hopefully he doesn't get hurt because I feel like they have just like the giants had a lot of eggs in the Saquon Barkley basket. I think that the Tennessee Titans have a ton of eggs in the Derrick Henry basket. Um, and why not when your running backs producing that way, Ryan Tannehill has new life, uh, with now that he's in Tennessee, it's great seeing him, you know, kind of turn his career around and he had a monster game too. It, this was, this was a really good game. And um, I thought at the beginning it was going to be over uh, when cause it was 21 10 at halftime, but man, the Texans came right on back and um, made it interesting for sure. Yeah. It was a really good game for Tannehill at uh, three for four touchdowns, 366 yards. Um, and Derek Henry just looked like an absolute beast. Uh, Jeremy McNichols, he, he ran five times and picked up 51 yards as well. So um, he was averaging 10 there. Um, Deshaun Watson, 
he threw for four touchdowns as well. Um, and it was a close game. Um, it was a lot closer than I, I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think the way that we uh, had it is we both had the Titans to win. Um, so you had the Titans winning by, I think, five or six. <laughs> I can't read my own writing. Um, and I had them winning by eight. Uh, and they won by eight. So... No, you wouldn't uh, want anyways. Either if it was five or six, you won yep. it. Darn. <laughs> I won well, and I was gonna say one stat that you didn't mention that I think is important is David Johnson had 19 rushes for 57 yards. And that's a three yard average. Um and that's their and top that's, rusher. That's their top rusher. Exactly. Yeah. And that's I I really think that that is one of the bigger problems that they have is is trading. I feel like I talk about this every week, trading DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. And it's not like, that's not like David Johnson is one of those top rushers, um, you know, in, in, in the league. Like he was, I mean, what was it like four seasons ago before he got hurt? He was like the number one pick I know for a lot of fantasy leagues, but he's just not anymore. And that, that is the problem with running backs is that they have a very, for the most part, they have a very short shelf life. Um, and guys like Adrian Peterson and, um, who knows what Derrick Henry, but I mean, like a lot of those guys, Frank Gore, especially they typically don't stick around as a starter for too long. No, no. Um, and he's definitely showing a guy that needs to be splitting, like being a timeshare or that, that was, a, it's, it's a huge loss to the Texans that that's their number one runner. And, um, he's only giving them, you know, 50 yards a game. Yeah, um, we, we've been saying it week in, week out. Teams that are winning consistently are teams that have a decent passing game, maybe not the best, but a decent passing game and a decent running game. And if you've got both kind of at a decent level, you're going to win games. It's the teams that have either no passing game or no running game whatsoever. Those are the teams that are, are really struggling. Um, up next, we will do the Sunday late games. And uh, Monday Night Football uh, as well. That was a couple of games there. And then we'll look at uh, ahead to Thursday Night Football as well, just after this. Okay, and we're back um, this time um, after some recording issues <laughs> for the Green Bay Packers and Buccaneers. Um, it was a real humdrum of a game, something that had been building for a whole week. Um, but something that just turned out to be a bit of a poop factor game. Um, Brady, Rogers, neither of them were actually any good, um, but Brady comes out better. Yeah, and I think that one of the things to talk about too is that the, the Buccaneers defense. So for me, just being a football fan, it was a boring game to watch. Now, if I was a Buccaneers fan, this would have been an awesome game to watch because then I could have been like, see, look how good our Buccaneers defense is. Um, Aaron Rodgers was sacked four times. He had two interceptions. There was zero running game out of Aaron Jones, Jamal, anybody that tried to run the ball for green Bay did nothing. Um, and it's all because of the Buccaneers defense. So, I mean, Tom Brady could have a super subpar game for in Tom Brady standards. Um, but he still had two touchdowns and he won, he won the game. He didn't need to do everything because his defense completely took over. Um, Ronald Jones, he played great. He had over a hundred yards rushing and we finally got to see Rob Gronkowski come out and play. 
Um, he was, I feel like he must've just been taking a few weeks to get up and running back to NFL game speed, but he's, he's back and he looks good. He had five receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. And that, I think that that's what we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, for the remainder of the year. Yeah. Um, it, it was just not a great game. I think you're right. I think the Bucks defense was, they won the game um, from any angle you look at it. Um, and all Brady had to do is just make sure some points were put on the board. So um, it was, a like I say, it wasn't a great game to watch. Um, and neither of us win this one either because uh, we both took Green Bay to win. Um, the next game, and I've been looking forward to talking to you about this one, um, is your Broncos beating yeah. Cam and, and the Patriots. What happened there? Well, going back to that winner's pool that I'm in, I picked the Patriots to win this game too. So I did terrible with both my picks on that. Um, and the Denver defense, it, it's, I guess it's back. Um, I, Cam Newton, okay. In this, I'm not trying to go against my, my Broncos. I love the fact that they won. Um, it shocks me that they won. But they... The, our defense has been good for a while and Cam Newton has not played. I mean, he was on the COVID list and I think he only got back on Thursday. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why he played so terribly, but I mean, I don't know if you watch get up on ESPN. Uh, no, we don't get it over here, sadly. Oh, it is. It's my favorite show. Um, if you, if you don't, if you can like YouTube it or something, it's, it's a really good show. Um, and they had Rex Ryan on, on Monday and, you know, he's a former Jets uh, and Bills coach. So he's, he does not like the Patriots at all, but he was just, he, he just went after Cam Newton um, on Monday's episode. And he you know, went after his arm on how uh, he has, he had, didn't have much of an arm talent before. And now after his surgery, he has no talent at all. And wow. he, he just ripped into him. Um, but it's true. I mean, Cam Newton looked, looked really bad. Um, you know, he only threw for 157 yards and two interceptions. Um, he did run a touchdown in, which I feel is like a, a typical Cam Newton play is anything inside the five yard line is going to be him trying to run it in, but it's, uh, it's not looking good for the Patriots right now. The fact that they lost to the, the Broncos, um, Maybe the Broncos are, are a better team than, than I thought. I, I think that the Broncos would be a good team if they had all of their weapons, but yeah, they're winning some games. Again, I mean, I never in a million years would have thought that they could come out and beat the Patriots in New England, ever. No, that was a strange one to me. I know on, on Rex Ryan, um, his brother, twin brother, uh, Rob, who was a coach with him uh, with the Jets and the Bills, I think, at one point, um, he actually is based in the UK and, and works for Sky Sports covering the NFL um, for for the UK. So I see Rob Ryan every week um, on, on TV. Um, he's great defensive mind. God knows why he doesn't have a job because um, he's actually really good. You see him breaking that stuff down on TV. It's really good. Um, yeah, this was a shock to me. And I'm watching the game and I was messaging you during the game um, and I was like, are you, can you see this? I, I, I can't tell what's happening. 
Um, <laughs> there was so many kicks um, <laughs> from, from from the Broncos. Um, I thought they were just going to kick field goals all day long, and and they did. Um, they did really well. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a great offensive game, but like you say, the defense is what won it. So um, we <laughs> we both um, took New England. Um, from from memory, I'm trying to look this up just now. Um, but yeah, we both took New England, so we neither of us get the win on this one. Um, sadly, um, we'll quickly move along to the Jets Dolphins. We spoke a little bit earlier about um, Fitzmagic. Um, this was a game that it, it played as it built. It was built. Um, it was built as being a really easy game for the Dolphins, one that they were going to walk all over. And they did. I mean, there's not really too much to, to say about this game, to be fair. Um, the Dolphins are now 3-3. Three and three. They've dumped their quarterback, um, who, who's actually been doing really well. Um, the Jets were just the Jets. I mean, there's really nothing else to say, really. Yeah, and I think that that's the thing, too, is that Adam Gase... I- I mean, we're, we're, we've, I've been wondering what's going on with why he's still there. They let Le'Veon Bell just walk away for nothing after giving him $27 million. Um, they have Joe Flacco in at quarterback. I mean, every, it, it, it is just a mess in New York. And I feel like now they kind of just got to um, ride the ship down, you know, for that number one pick and, you know, get a new coach in at the end of the season. But I'm, I'm just shocked that, you know, Fitzpatrick lost his, his starting job. Um, he had a stellar game and he, he threw the ball around to seven, you know, seven different players had a reception in the win. You know, Miles Gaskin had a great game. Everything seems to be like clicking with the dolphins. And now they're like, Oh wait, we weren't supposed to be winning with Fitzpatrick. So Let's go ahead and put Tua in now, and maybe the, I I I have no idea what their overall strategy is, but um, they were he was had a great game, and unfortunately, um, he's going to be he's going to be in now for at so, least the next game. For me, knowing how bad the Jets were coming into this game, you go to Fitzpatrick and you say, "Look, buddy, we don't want you to play this game. We don't particularly want to lose." But we need to give Tua some minutes. We need to give him some game time. This is a good opportunity to play a team that are terribly coached. Players are obviously not interested in the coach. Um, We're going to give Tua Tua the shout. And then they bring him in for two snaps. Um, Let Fitzpatrick win the game. Um, And it's almost as if the coaching team or or the organisation are saying, well done Tua, that was a great win you guys. And have totally glossed over the Fitzpatrick um so I do think Fitzpatrick has, has been hard done by um it was obviously 24 nothing um we both had this uh going to the Dolphins um you had them by 10 I had them by 12 uh, so I'll, I'll take that one uh finally um <laughs> uh the next game that we got is the Rams and the 49ers um this this was a game um that I called twice um that the the, <laughs> the Rams would win uh by seven and by ten um and, and I think that someone quoted in our Facebook group that 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 equals out to eight and a half right yeah um and uh yeah so that that didn't that didn't go down too well um so 
San Francisco, after being absolutely horrendous in week five, um, suddenly week six, they're like, it, it was almost as like they, they put a different team out on the field. And that the thing that I have to assume is that Jimmy Garoppolo was not ready last week. Um, that That's what my takeaway is, is that he tried to rush back and he wasn't ready. And he unfortunately is, you know, he, they, they lost because of that because he tried to rush back. Um, but sure enough, he, he came back and he looked awesome this week. Three interceptions with, or, I'm sorry, three touchdowns with zero interceptions. Um, they did lose Mostert for at least a couple weeks now. Um, I think he's going to hit the IR for like the three or four weeks. But um, yeah, it's the, the 49ers looked like, the 49ers this week um, that, that I think we we're coming to, going to expect in the 2020 season before they got riddled with injuries. But uh, George Kittle came back. He's looking awesome there. They have a lot of weapons around them and Jimmy G was healthy. And I think that that was the difference maker as to why they won this week. Yeah, I agree. I think Jimmy being healthy um, was definitely a, a put them in the win column. I think the, the Rams were just, yeah, they, they just didn't seem to to be. It was almost like we, we I think we've spoken about it in weeks before, where they're a bit inconsistent. Whereas they come out and they look really good, or they come out and they they look kind of they don't look terrible, but they just don't look that great. So, um, well done to the 49ers um, on winning that one. Um, moving on to Monday night football, uh, we've got the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, this was supposed to be billed again as as two quarterbacks, uh, up and coming quarterbacks, really going at it. Um, what can I say? Uh, one quarterback turned up and the other the other didn't. Um, is is really how it kind of plays out. I mean, Patrick Mahomes w- was really good at executing um, plays, and, and Josh Allen just yeah. He, 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 he looked really uncomfortable with that defense coming towards him. He did. He looked really uncomfortable and um, they didn't, again, I think he was uncomfortable because they had zero running game. Um, Singletary only rushed for 32 yards and they have to figure things out because Josh Allen is having to do way too much. I think that he has greatly improved this season over last season, but at the same time, you can't expect him to to completely win the game single-handedly. He can't be running all the touchdowns and, you know, rushing the ball and throwing the ball and trying to catch the ball. I don't know, but he's, he needs to have some help from his running backs and um, his offensive line needs to open up those holes for the running backs. Um, I think that that's where the big difference is. Patrick Mahomes had granted. I think that he's like a human cheat code, but he, he had only five incompletions because if you look at what Clyde Edwards Hilaire did, 161 yards. Are you kidding me? I mean, he was like, okay, thanks for drafting Le'Veon Bell. This is my position. I'm not sharing. (laughs) So (laughs) it's, I think that, you know, he showed up and by him giving Cam, or I'm sorry, uh, Patrick Mahomes, that sort of help um, from the running back position is huge. And it's, he's going to have more time to make, to find the open receiver and, and make those those big plays so that that's really what the difference comes down to yeah and uh you, you called it as well you you had kansas city to win um by two uh they did it by slightly more i, I taken the bills to win by two so 
Um, you win that one. Um, the last game uh, is the Cardinals Cowboys. Um, well, Dak went down, and and kind of as I expected uh, would happen, and I think everyone did. Um, it, it just went. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't really want to. <laughs> go on about it too much but I think the Cardinals turned up and really well played um Zeke was terrible um the, the yeah, Zeke was, was absolutely horrible yeah um, and it's it's too bad because they needed maybe it got into his head that I'm gonna win I'm gonna win for this team but it's <laughs> I, I don't know I, Zeke Elliott was the reason that they lost they they he needed to step up and be that player to make a difference now that you know Dak went down and he just he did the complete opposite he just lost it for his team I mean I've never even seen him fumble he's this isn't what he's known for he's known for being like a sure-handed guy and I don't know what is going on maybe maybe because he has his money now but he's not Looking and just to, to finish finish on that, the, the Cowboys have allowed thirty plus points in five straight games, which is not a a Cowboys defense uh, by any stretch. Uh, we both took Arizona to win. Um, I had them, you had them by four, um, but I had them by eight, so I was slightly closer. Um, <laughs> however, even though I won that one, uh, you win week six. Um, so. <laughs> Week five and week six go to Katie. Yes. Um, and I need to start swatting up a bit better. Um, I'm going to blame the, the pain meds uh, from last week uh, <laughs> <laughs> on my picks um, somehow. But uh, no, that was, uh, it was a really good um, slate of games. So uh, thank you so much for joining me again, Katie, for another show. Um, Thanks for having me. Well, um, crack on with the preview to week seven uh, in a couple of days. Uh, huge thank you to Katie for coming on the show. That's so good to have her on. Um, so, and a big thank you actually to her last week. I didn't say it during the podcast, but big thank you to Katie last week for, for covering for me. Uh, she did an excellent job. Um, a lot of good feedbacks coming um, from people, uh, messages of support um, as I was missing in action. Um, so it's great to have her be able to take over. Um, if you do want to get in contact us uh, or contact with us, as many people have so far, uh, please do so on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just search for Across the Pond Sports Podcast podcast um and on twitter at atp sports pod um, you can get in contact with us there as everywhere the the show is brought to you by fanatics um they're a big partner of the of the podcast uh do click on the links that we have around the place um and go and do your fan shopping um whether you're buying a giant's top don't know why you'd buy one um a cowboy's top definitely know why you'd buy one um you know, there's a new NBA season around the corner, so there'll be some new NBA gear. Um, MLB is in its playoffs. Um, going to have a show for that coming up in the next week or so uh, with Joe. Um, looking forward to that. So uh, we've got some content coming up for you as well. And then obviously myself and Katie will do the preview to week seven. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us today. And hopefully uh, we'll catch you very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.